What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Elliot Greer over Zoom video. Elliot was born in Scotland, uh, spent some time in Scotland, moved to London for a bit, back to Scotland, and then has spent the last 10 plus years in New York. Elliot comes from a musical creative household. Both of his parents are dancers and singers. They're involved in uh, different plays throughout the UK. He's always been a songwriter, but kind of fell into the musical theater space as well. Elliot talked about attending music school, getting a full ride scholarship to a music school in New York. He talked about how the pandemic allowed him to get back into his songwriting. He wrote, recorded, and uh, produced an entire album during the quarantine. He did this in his bathroom with an interface and a microphone and his guitar. Elliot has so much amazing advice for aspiring artists in this interview. Uh, he talks about busking, getting signed to his record label, the stint he had on American Idol, and we hear all about the new song, which is called I Bought a Honda. You can watch the interview with Elliot on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Elliot Greer. Hey, what's up, Elliot? How are you? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. It's a pleasure to uh, pleasure to meet you. Sorry, I'm awesome. a minute late. Oh, no worries. Uh, I'm Adam, and this is about you and uh, your journey in music. I just watched uh, your new music video as well. Oh, amazing. Was that the uh, I Bought a Honda? Yes, that's exactly yes. it. And even you... You use my name in the song, so I was like, "All right, that's that's <laughs> yes, that's that's it's all it all comes back to you, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right." <laughs> How are Amazing, things? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, not too bad, not too bad. It's a, a very gloomy day here in New York, so it's a little kind of overcast, and it was quite it was quite heavy rain. But uh, other than that, we're 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 doing all right, surviving. That's good. Yeah, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's supposed to get stormy here uh, oh, in a little yeah. bit. So we'll we'll see. Maybe it's maybe your rain is coming our way. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you avoid it. But I love <laughs> I love I love Nashville. It's a good good. Uh, it's a good good town. Yeah, yeah. We've been uh, here for about two and a half years now. I'm from cool, San cool. Diego originally. Um, oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. So you're originally from Scotland, though, correct? Originally from Scotland, uh, moved here about just like over 10 years-ish ago, um, 12, 10, 12, 10 to 12 years. Um, and yeah, just kind of never tried to lose the accent, just always tried to... No reason to. Yeah, try to keep my <laughs> Scottish root. I've, I've slightly slowed things down a little bit, um, but for the most part, it's, uh, yeah, just trying to keep... True to the Scots, trying to keep the keep William Wallace proud. There you go, there you go. So, um, tell me about being born uh, in Scotland. What was that like? It was great. I mean, I didn't really know. Well, I I was born in Scotland. I moved to London pretty early with my parents, who were both uh, in the theatre in London. Um, oh, cool. So they yeah, they they did a lot of musicals in in the West End, which was cool. Um, so I kind of grew up immersed in that world. Um, came back up to Scotland um, and kind of spent. I was in, I think, Scotland for about five, six years uh, and then came back up. So then like went to school in Scotland and stuff like that. Uh, it was great. Love it. I mean, the, the grass was always greener. You know, it's like you know, always, sort of, you know, I think people in Scotland always think it's like the worst place in the world. And then you leave and you realize it's actually it's quite it's quite cool, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. So then I went to I went to music school in scotland and then eventually i went to uh school over here also at like 18 i left scotland when i was 18 to come to new york which was a 
a definitely a strange turn of events that was ignorance was bliss in that sense that I was just <laughs> like a sheltered 18 year old kid that was like what is the worst that could go wrong you know and then you're like oh my god like, like let's let's move you know I'm an only child across the world <laughs> yeah literally um but and then that kind of started my journey in in the states which was kind of you know it's it's it was a very it was very kind of like it was a very defining moment so i grown up being 18 early 20s stuff like that and i've spent my whole adolescence pretty much an, an adulthood um in in new york you know so it's kind of it's kind of weird it's like i sort of, i feel like i'm a sort of a hybrid i feel like i have american isms uh but uh but obviously still keeping that true scottish thing that i've never tried to never tried to lose so yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. weird you know it's kind of funny that's amazing well so i mean you said your your parents were in theater and, and musicals yeah. so was that a big part of your life I, I did i think i read that you were in plays and musical theater growing up is that true uh, uh, yes. growing up no not really um i I was just interested in like songwriting and and oh, okay. so playing it guitar. There. Yeah, it started there. That was the first. That was my first love. And then I fell into musical theater because I I basically got asked to leave uh, music school because I was just like too young and just like too just I was just not mature enough for that. I was sixteen, seventeen, um, and then I was like waiting tables, and then my my parents' friend who'd went to the school that I went to New York was like, you should audition for the school. And at the time it was like, no, I'm not trying to do musical theater. Like that's not, that's not the goal. Mm. Um, and, but anyway, I auditioned because I, I'll be honest with you at the time, I didn't really have many options. It was either that or be a waiter. Um, right. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll try New York. Uh, and I, I got a full ride, which was like amazing. Wow. And so, I, yeah, I was only, I, I, it was kind of like weird because I hadn't really done any theater, but I think they sort of saw the potential in it. And I just kind of was like, okay. Um, I I I kind of fell a bit in love with theater. I kind of I was like, you know, maybe that maybe this could be an option. And and back then, like things like Spotify and things like that really weren't on my radar. So I didn't really know how to get a record deal. I was always like, I don't know how to get from A to B. It was always like I've got all these songs and stuff like that, but I don't know how to like get out there and do it. Um, where I kind of thought theater was a bit more achievable. I kind of thought it was like, okay, that's a bit more attainable. Like maybe you, you can still get paid to perform and uh but it's a little bit less about like trying to be like a recording artist you know so a um, clearer path right i mean because if yeah, you get hired in the if you make it onto a show then obviously like they'll provide the lines and you just yep. gotta kind of go through the, the show, motions just of just show up yeah show up say the lines and then go home you know so it's uh so i kind of put music on hold for many 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 years um and it was only in covid again when everything shut down that i started like really I'm sure a lot of people did as well like really like sort of evaluating and thinking like is this what i want to do is this am i is this making me the happiest like i think the whole world stopped to think like mm -hmm. am i doing something that i really want to do um and it was my girlfriend who was like you know you're sitting on all these and i started writing again and she was like you, you know you're you're sitting on all these like songs and she was like i really think there's something in these songs um and i just wasn't very happy with musical theater i just kind of it's a, it's a very toxic environment to be completely honest with you. it's just a very uh just the people making the decisions are there's very little creativity at times and it's all just about like well you don't sound like the guy before you or you don't look like the guy before you. there's very little imagination it's very much just like unless you sound and look like the person who did the role before you you're not in the club um, right yeah you I, can't really express yourself as far as like th this is the line you're gonna and you're gonna do it this way you're gonna sing right, it this right. way you're gonna yeah exactly so it was and for me it was always about trying to be never trying to sound like anyone else, trying to like do my own thing, which, you know, now that I'm in music is the the thing that I think is what's people, that's what people are resonating with. Mm -hmm. um, 
But anyway, I I I got my my girlfriend and I uh, or my girlfriend bought me like an Audio Technica twenty twenty and a Scarlet two i two i two whatever it is, and then like just like the sort of basics of the basics. Yeah. Um, and because uh, I had no money at the time, and I was just like, I don't know. And she was just like, just do something with this and see what happens. And then, long story short, I spent the entire uh, lockdown of COVID pretty much making an album. And I was just like, I'm just going to see what happens with it. And uh, I put all my eggs in the basket. And that was the that was truly the defining moment where I thought, moving forward now, I want to make all my money like rain and food like modestly from just playing music so that mm-hmm. stemmed from like busking in central park that stemmed from like that went to like playing gigs at like music venues to like playing cover gigs at restaurants and and there was a moment where i was playing six sometimes seven nights a week just bang, wow. like yeah a lot a lot of shows and it, they ranged from like three hours to like an hour and a half. So it was like a really, it was, you know, I really put in, I put in the hours. Like I, I, I bust in Central Park for pretty much on top of the gigs at night. I would bust during the day for two hours, almost every single day. Um, and, you know, sometimes you'd earn a lot of money and sometimes you'd walk away with very little. And it was very, that taught me a lot actually about like meeting people learning songs and and seeing what an audience reacts to you know um so that was and i, I did that for pretty much a year straight like every single come rain hail or shine um and uh and then i get so i broke my collarbone and uh basically i i was, I was on, on my way to a gig and i fell off a scooter that i was riding Broke oh, my wow. collarbone. Yeah, I broke my collarbone. This is where this is where this sort of uh this sort of discipline of like theater kicked in because I broke my collarbone. I went to the hospital, they told me I broke it, and I played the gig that night. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very much like uh and then I continued playing gigs in a cast essentially for eight weeks. Uh, and, and and I don't say that in a wow, look at me, it was more like necessity. It was more like if I don't, because I didn't have a job, this, this, that was my job. And if, if, if I took eight weeks off, I, I would be homeless at that moment. Right. So I didn't, I didn't have a reserve of, of money. Um, it was very much paycheck to paycheck at that time. And, and so I was like, I can't lose these gigs. Like I've worked so hard to get them. Um, so I would, I would turn up and like my, my whole arm would be in a, like a like a sling, like a yeah. sling. Um, oh my gosh and my hand was like numb and the whole thing it was just like a, it was a scary time actually especially as a musician i'm like oh, this if this goes i'm screwed but thankfully it all it all healed up uh but that also was a very defining moment where i when i was my girlfriend said to me you need to get on tiktok and i was like oh no it's not that is not <laughs> what i'm all about i can't i can't cope with that like it's just you know, to teach their own. It's just not what I'm trying to do. Um, and she and she works in advertising, so she was like, "No, like that really is the way forward. Like, you know, you don't have to compromise so much. You can still be you." And I was like, "I don't think that's going to be the case." You know, and I started to take talk, and in the beginning, like nothing caught. It was like, you know, I was getting very little views, and I was just kind of like, I was getting, I was getting discouraged. I was just like, "Well, I told you, like this is, yeah, this isn't like, for what's me. the point of this? I'm just what putting the, these up. Yeah, no yeah, one cares, yeah. right? No, yeah. no, no one cares. Um, and then, I, you know, slowly but surely, I started to like when I was when I had all this time with being essentially like all I was doing was playing gigs, and then when I was not, I was resting. I was in a lot of pain, so I was just on TikTok trying to like learn. Okay, like who's someone that I like, and what's and let's like let's see what they do. So I just did a lot of like research on it, and then I think like that little bit of like education that I gave myself with a little bit of luck and the whole thing, I started to get a little bit of traction. I was like, oh wow, some of these videos are like picking up a little bit. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, and but didn't want to compromise. Didn't want to like do. Didn't want to follow any gimmicks or any trends or any kind of things like that. I just I was just like let's just put up lyrics, see what lands, and if it doesn't, it's cool. And if it does, great. Um, were you 
Sorry, real quick. I don't mean yeah. to interrupt you, but no. I'm just curious. Are you putting up your own music, like all original uh, songs, yeah. or are you doing it, cover songs? It was a it was a, a sprinkle of both. It was like a cover song, and I would do an original song, and then I would do two covers, and I would do. But I, all the covers I did, I tried to do like my interpretations of them. Um, okay. So I tried to like take songs and like flip them on their head a little bit, so people were kind of like, "Wait, I know this song," and then they're like, "Oh, it's so different." He's mm-hmm. like trying to. Trying I love to that you do the- that, like with your Katy Perry cover. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such a cool version of I, the song. I, I always that. thought that was a great. I always hear that when I heard that song, I was like, damn, this is like a really good yeah. song, like lyrically yeah. and stuff and like the, the melody and everything. And then your cover, I was like, that's what I was hearing, like what you I, did. I appreciate that. I, well, I yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I, I, I like sort of taking songs that like even I at times would write off because you hear a, a heavy pop production. And then you look at these songs at times you go like, wait, these are actually quite amazing lyrics. Um mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that. Um, and then same thing. I was just gigging. I was, I was doing the thing I did like, um, then I started doing slightly more high profile gigs. I started like doing back and singing for like uh, brothers Osborne and Ashley McBride on like the tonight show and stuff like that. And um, again, it's like, you know, I was like, this is great, but, but never, I wasn't the artist. I was, I was a professional musician, but I was, I was no, I was still like, Oh, I just want to be the person that's like singing in, fr- in front of the song. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to be in the background. Um, uh, but but was still very grateful to be just working as a as a as a singer. Um, but and then on on as I was doing that uh, contract on the Tonight Show, I wrote this song called Bleed, mm-hmm. and uh, it all started with. Uh, it was at Rock Center, and uh, and I I'd been down that road a couple of times. Like I'd been like actually hundreds of times, just for like different things in my life that I had like different good and bad memories on. And uh, I just started. I, I put my I never do this, but I put my my phone on record, and I just started like talking to myself as I was I, I was on a break from from rehearsal, and I just was like I just started like churning out lyrics. Uh, and that's with the first line of that song. I've been down this road a couple of times before. Had my ass handed to me, but I'm back for more. And it's it's it all kind of sparked from that thought. And then I just by the time essentially by the time I went to do the gig with them, I'd pretty much written half the song. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. There's there's, a, there's definitely a vibe to the song. Um, and I let my girlfriend hear, and she was and she was like, yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's good. And I was like, I'm going to put it up. I, th- I think there's something in this song. And I put it up the first time and it got no, no traction on TikTok. I was like, that's weird. I don't know why. I feel like there's something in this song. I put it up a second time. Still nothing came from it. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Maybe it's, I don't know. And then I put it up a third time um, and went to bed, woke up the next morning and I went from, it had millions of views at that point. Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And I went from like having, you know, somewhere between like four to 5,000 followers. And then within less than 48 hours, I had 200,000 just on Instagram. Oh and then gosh. same with TikTok, you know? So it, it, it rapidly, it rapidly went like wildfire. Um, that's I, so, crazy. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. It was it was definitely like what is going on and then like all of a sudden like all the songs that I put out after that it was like I'd gained like a genuine fan base. Like I'd gained this this these people that I was like wait, like w- like it, it was we were just both very excited to meet each other. We were like where where did these people come from and ever, and the, the biggest question for on their end was like where the hell have you been? Uh, and then, you know, so it's, it was, it's been a weird, you know, and, I, and then I met David Massey and the, the Arista team and it just felt so organic meeting David and the team. And it was not about numbers. It was not about, it wasn't about TikTok either. It wasn't about, it was just about like, I love what you do as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I, I respect the dedication. I respect I see the craft that you've put in versus other conversations at times felt very data driven. Um, and I, I don't, to be completely honest, I don't give a fuck about that. Like it's, it's for me, it's yeah. just like, 
it's it's best song wins and I understand date as a part of it. And you know, sometimes when even when I'm posting and things don't do well, you know, I'm a bit like, oh, like oh, you, you want it to you people want things to do well. But yeah, I mean, because you're putting the work in, and if it's not do obviously you've reached a certain you hit a certain goal and it's like, okay, well now I want to, you know, surpass yeah. that. Right. Right. So um, you're always, unless you, you know, a lot of most artists that I've talked to are actually no artists I've ever talked to that have ever been like complacent at like, yeah, I hit a million. So, you know, yeah, you know, I sit back and do nothing yeah, now. It's like yeah. 92 million. And if the next one doesn't get a million, then, you know, right. Right. And, and what, what I, what I always tend to see is like, you know, the, the the faster you go up, you are going to hit a plateau, and you're you're going to you're going to come down. But your career should be a graph. It should I think it should be up and down. And uh, anything that's you know you you cannot go up and up and up and up and up and up. And sometimes it's better not to do that because even like myself who had such an explosive moment on both platforms. I went viral on TikTok and on Instagram, which doesn't always happen. Um, mm-hmm. I have friends who've got millions of TikTok followers and have like 10,000 Instagram, where I'm actually evenly split on both. Which um, is huge. Which, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's huge. But the, the downside of that is because it was such a big moment, at least for me, it you know it, it's it's you have to accept when things when the dust starts to settle a little bit and people are you know people know you and they've kind of got to know your thing now there's always a part of you as an artist that goes like wait like that video had a hundred thousand and this only has like fifty thousand views and you're like wait but even five thousand views seven months ago would have been huge so that's what i was gonna say it, yeah if you really reflected back to you know six months prior if you got Five ten thousand views, your mind would have been blown, right? Crazy. I mean, yeah. So, so you have to. I have to remind myself, and people always, I always think, I always say to artists as well, like who have big, like big moments, don't adjust to the success too fast, because if you, because we're all, I think as human beings, we're designed to adjust to things for our own like sanity, and we, we, you know, we, we, we just, we're, we're very adaptable creatures that's why we've evolved and lived and you know so so i feel like you know you get a certain level of success and then i think that's when people always say like i'll get a million dollars and i'll be happy and you'll get a million dollars and you'll go like okay great but i need five million now to get that and then you'll get five million and you'll get like okay no i've got that now but i really saw this boat that's eight million so if i could get 12 (laughs) it never ends So right, it's, right, it's, right. it's it's the same thing. It's like you gotta you you always have to take a step back. And I think that's the one thing that is good about myself that I'm not some like eighteen. I'm thirty, so I'm not some eighteen mm-hmm. year old kid who got discovered on TikTok and has never done a live show before. And and you know I have friends who are those people I'm describing. And so and I've interviewed great. a like, handful of those people that had those moments on TikTok. And then it's yeah, and it's it's so it, I, trust me, when I was 18, I wanted to be that guy. Like I wanted I I'd be like, how come he got it? And I didn't and you know I what I always I'm thankful for whenever I used to get frustrated, I used to for so many years get frustrated and go I think I've missed the boat. I don't think I'm going to make it now. I think I'm too old. I think it's over. There's all these 18, 16 year old kids getting signed, which is amazing. Um, the one thing that I'm grateful for is, and I hope that younger kids who get signed can learn this. And if they can, and this, this, that is where you really strike gold. It, it, it is about putting an older head on younger shoulders. And it's, it's, it's trying to, it's, I think for myself, at least it's, I've gained a little bit of experience just on being a little bit older at 30 than I was at 18. So it's regardless of like playing shows, or whatever I've just lived, I've, I've, I've had, you know, failed marriages. I've had failed relationships. I've had shitty jobs. I've had great jobs. I've had jobs that have had nothing to do with music and I've had jobs that are, you know, the highest level of me. So it's, it's it, it, what that does, at least for me is it gives me an appreciation and like when, when I'm in a position that I am now with an amazing team and an amazing label um, and just almost like pinch me kind of moments, it makes you appreciate it 10 times more because mm-hmm. I've played, I've played the shows where no one cares. And I think every artist should do that because if you only, if you're only surrounded by hype men and, and, and women who just tell you you're amazing 
and you've only ever played shows, you know, once you get a TikTok following and then you sold out venues, that's amazing. And that must be such a surreal feeling. But if one day that that starts to slip and the sales don't go the way you want it to, or the song doesn't do half a million a day, and then people start to slightly question the things, uh, if you haven't had any taste of that, that is a harsh reality check to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it's all just about like putting in your time and then realizing like you know this definitely is at least for me a marathon, not a not a sprint in the sense that like you know I had quite a bright moment when it kicked off, and it, I was able to still ground myself and go this is exactly what I've wanted because I have had years of building this foundation up. Um, so not to say there's days where I'm like, Oh, like this is a lot. And you know, it's, it's not, it's not the making of the music that's hard. As you know, it's, it's, it's everything else. It's being, you know, before I had management and before I had lawyers, it was, I was doing all that myself. And that's the thing that I feel like, you know, people should tell musicians more about like, yeah, you know, focus on the music. That's that is the most important thing. But there is also another element of like I had to act as my own manager when I got a record deal. I got everything in reverse. I got a record deal, and then I <laughs> without a manager, without an agent, without anyone, and I had to find a lawyer fast. And between the two of us, I was on phone calls acting like the CEO versus the music and kind of making it up, being like, right. "No, I don't think that." You know, so it's. It's it's stuff like that, which is it's a different. There's so many levels to the industry that I, I was very experienced in playing music, playing live shows, writing songs. But there was a whole other side of this industry now that I've seen that I'm like, wow, it's 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 there's so, there's so many more layers that go through it, you know, which is which is great. But it's it's just a, it's yeah. been a, it's been an eye opening situation. No, hundred percent. I mean, I love that you said that when you're if you're 18 and that happened, like, would it? have played out the way it did and it's like i think about my own career like i was on the radio terrestrial radio for over 15 years and Mm -hmm. like i can think back when i was working in san francisco and Mm. i thought i deserved this one time slot in the middle of the day and i was so mad when they gave it to someone else they hired outside of the company or they hired somebody that wasn't at the station at the time and i but i think now you know and then after 10, you know, five more years in the industry, I was thinking to myself, like, I was not ready to do that. Like if I would have had, then, you know, it's like, you have this, no. wow, that person was the boss and d- made this other decision for a reason. Like, yeah. I didn't know everything. I didn't know anything to be honest. Yeah. So it was like, you see those little things, like at least in my life and now I'm doing mm-hmm. this and I have had so much experience in the, in the industry that I'm able to do this now, but it was like beforehand, if I would have just tried to start this, and I had no experience. I wouldn't know what the hell I was doing. But no, all those yeah, little it, victories lead into something. Yeah, and, and at the mo- in the moment, it's uh, you know I feel like a lot of creative, ambitious people can relate to this. It's like in the moment when things don't go the way you plan, and then someone says to you like, you know, everything happens for a reason. You're like, well, fuck that. I don't care right. about that. This, this is meant to be the reason. This, <laughs> this is this the reason. Is yeah, yeah, my opportunity got I got screwed over. This is you know, so it's so easy. And you know, there has been times even to this day where I sometimes think like I should have got that that opportunity. But you know what? It's like you you can do ifs and buts and here and 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 you know, you can be here or there. At the end of the day, it's like I truly believe like if you if you want something badly enough and with a lot of with a bit of luck and you know, circumstance can play a part of it. But I didn't come from a fact. There's a lot of people who make it in the industry who come from different backgrounds, but but at times can be quite um, quite successful and, can, and they get bankrolled and they get like, you know, don't have a job and like, you know, do the whole Just thing. Just focus and, and, on your art. <laughs> yeah, we are, I'll be honest with you. I had the most supportive parents in the world who understood performing and and maybe not the recording industry but they they were professional singers and dancers and so they had so much support but I did not grow up financially set like I did not grow up in a situation where I didn't have to have a job I never had to I never wanted for it like I I had a great childhood but but coming to the states my mom and dad helped me the best they could but 
I had to work several jobs at, at one time. Uh, so I was working at a gym and then I was working as uh, like an in-store model. And then I was working as a waiter, like all in the same week. And, but then also trying to like do this. So it's, you know, and it's so easy to make excuses and go like, I'm too busy. I'm too tired. Yes. That can obviously hinder it where if you've not, if you've got the whole day to do whatever you want, it is a different experience. But I do believe that if you can find just a little bit of time to put the time in, get your music out there and promote it in the most organic way to you, it doesn't have to be like following trends, but if you can just like find a way just to like be true to yourself and just keep doing you, I do believe if it's meant for you, it's going to, it's going to happen. And I think I am walking proof of that because I was not bankrolled. I was not like, you know, I was not, you know, discovered by some, you know, silent investor that pumped $10 million into me and pushed me. In front. I mean, I was the guy clawing my way through the curtain trying to get to the other side you know and at times I felt like giving up like many many times and you know busking in Central Park I mean when you think of busking in a lot of ways it's and I mean this in the all due respect because I can say this because I was one of them it it there can be a lot of unsavory like I think there was a lot of people that came up to me and went why are you busking like, what are you, what is this? Like, you, you seem pretty normal and you seem like, where I think there's sometimes a thing of like street performers can get, you know, it can attract, it's a bit like, I'm not, I don't want to say it's like the circus, but it can, it can attract a certain type of personality. And for me, it was just one, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I, I wouldn't, I don't miss it, to be completely honest with you. I don't miss the uncertainty of having to go out and <laughs> wonder if you're going to make a lot of money or very little. But the one thing it did teach me was if you can do that and sing for people who owe you nothing and people would come up with tears in their eyes and like, tell me the most, like some of the saddest stories I've ever heard, um, like if you can if you can touch people on that level where no one cares in New York, no one really gives a shit about what you do, who you are, how much money you have. But if if you can cut through in a human level and connect to a stranger so much that they come up and they Venmo you X amount of money that they do not have to do, it's a very very broken city. If you can like be a little bit of hope for someone, that gave me a bit of hope. So I was kind of like, if that's if I'm if I'm that little bit of light for someone else then it kind of gave me the sense of like, you know what, like a busking really was the thing that spurred me on every day. I was like, you know what? I never know who you're going to meet and, and you never know. And I remember my mom and dad being like, well, you're going to have to get like a bar gig or something. You can't be busking your whole life. And I was like, well, I know that, but what else is there that's flexible and gives me sometimes great money. And then, you know, so it's great experience. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, no one's my boss. Uh, I just show up when I want plug in and go, but, um, but ultimately it's, it's, it's those type of moments that like have really fed into like what I do now as an artist. And, and, and so I think what I'm trying to say is like anyone who I always say this when I'm ever doing these situations, because I, I kind of wish someone had said it to some of the people that I was listening to, like, I always think like we're fed in this society to be like, you know, if you hit a certain age and women get it way more worse than men, but like if you hit a certain age, you can be seen a little bit as useless. And, you know, if you don't hit this, you don't have that, then you're never going to make it. I think, I think nowadays the power is so much in the control of the person who's the, the creator. You know, I think the days of having to go cup in hand, to the industry is is no longer a thing. I think it's like if you if you want it and you can build a a little ecosystem of your own world, then people will come to you. And then eventually, sure. yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing I learned was like learn how to produce your songs, learn how to write. Basically, just be self-contained because when you then you, you want to get to a point. You know, I used to always say I used to always say to people. I just want someone to like discover me. I want someone to like sign me, develop me and put me out there. And that never happened. And I'm so glad again, it didn't because the people that get that is it's great, but it tends to be like, they lose a lot of control. 
where mm-hmm. what I was able to do was because no one was really there in the beginning, it was me just sort of making it up and seeing what stuck and what didn't. When I eventually met the people that I met, it was very much like my attitude to them was you can take this or you can leave it because this train is already moving. So it's not like I don't need the producers. I don't need the labels. I don't know. I would love to get involved with that, but I don't, there's not a desperation that I once had. Um, so if you want to get involved, then great. And if you don't, then great. You know, where right. before it was like, if you don't, uh, well, just stay. Like, it's like, like don't yeah, leave, you're you know? desperate, right? It's like yeah, that yeah. desperation, like, oh, come on, please, please. Yeah. And, 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 and trust me, I was that guy. I was that guy. <laughs> I was like, this is my shot. This is my huge moment. And, you know, sometimes you can really alienate yourself and you can drive people. Away. It's the same like dating. You know, it's like if you if you go on too strong, it can be a little bit like, oh, you know, it's, it can be hard. But I've also been the guy that's come on too strong, you know, so it's yeah. it's much, much easier said than done. But yeah, it's just it's it's uh, it's been a wild couple of well, it's been a wild couple of years, but especially the last couple of months has just been it's been a real whirlwind of, of amazing, like just everything I could, everything that I kind of wanted for years has come in less than six months. Yeah. So I'm like, no, that's amazing though. Right. I yeah. Mean, it's like, yeah. I was just going to say, cause you put out bleed this year. I mean, this whole thing happened this year. Yeah. Bleed came out in January. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, and obviously this is just the, for me, you know, this is just the beginning. It's it's weird saying that because I feel like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but that from a from my recording professional recording career, this is very very I'm in the sh- I'm in the shallow end. Um but it's yeah, it's going to be really intriguing to see like what it's like when I start touring hopefully and then it, you know, it's just like Having the chance to like meet the people, even when I, I played the show in Nashville, like you know, having getting to meet some of these people who were like, you know, just like singing the songs back to me and like telling me like these really intense but beautiful stories, like you know, like sobbing, like really like really intense uh, conversations. It, 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 those are the moments where like. I see a lot of comments where they're, you know, I got a lot of lovely comments that are like, you know, this is amazing or whatever, or whatever. Some, some of them are quite heavy comments, but seeing them in person, because so, sometimes online you're kind of like, oh, is it really, is it, does it really affect people? Yeah, it's like harder that? to, yeah. Yeah, it's harder to read. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you can go like, oh, you got a bit like complacent going like, oh, I don't really know if this is actually affecting anyone or if it's, you know, even when you've got the thing, you sometimes go like, I don't know if this is working. And it was when I, <laughs> when I actually, yeah, when I actually got in front of these people and then they spoke to me afterwards, it was just like, it's a very surreal moment that, you know, songs that I wrote sitting right here um, can somehow penetrate into people's lives. And then people have them tattooed on their, and you're like, what? It's just for, for not having a commercial blow off moment, just from having a kind of, you know, organically driven, you know, not like a paid push by a label moment. You're just kind of like, it feels, it feels odd. You're kind of like, wait, why was that a mistake to get the lyrics done? Or are you thinking (laughs) of someone else? You know, so just, just really, really grateful and could not be, you know, even just like chatting with people like yourself. Like I never, I never take for granted now, like any of these meetings because Again, I, I I always dreamed about having these opportunities to talk to people like yourself, get it, having amazing team play shows, and you know I think more artists could could you know could take a little spoonful of that of going like you know what it's again because we all adjust we all we all, we we adjust fast and we're like wait there's only nine thousand people in a ten thousand seat and you're like dude there's still like nine thousand people here that are here to see your right. hear you sing you know exactly, what I'm saying? So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I could go on a long tangent about that, but but yeah, it's been it's been a really it's been a really cool experience. That's amazing, dude. I, and I and I from just based off of what you've been talking about and just the story I've read, I mean, to to have your girlfriend buy you just those couple of items to get you kind of back into songwriting and like you recorded it what like in your bathroom or something like kitchen or something in the bathroom, yeah, yeah the bathroom. and like yeah. th- to be able to do that 
nowadays, right? To just have a mic and a interface and and write and record a whole album yourself, and then to see the success that you've built, kind of sense, obviously. And then you yeah. had moments. I mean, I I did see that you were you did like American Idol and stuff, but <laughs> yes. But but it would, and then I then I'm thinking like that was probably the best thing to happen as far as not oh. making it to a certain point because then you would have just been known as oh that's Elliot you know from American Idol you know that that's yeah. probably a stigma a lot of people wouldn't want to have attached it, it, to them it can be I mean at that time I got I got pretty far in the show to be completely honest with you and it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of a, a sore point because they didn't they didn't air one single piece of my footage. Um, and really, it, I was wondering yeah. about that because I was reading it and I'm like, huh, yeah. I don't see yeah. anything. And then I he- see that you you did a couple. I, I didn't dive too far into it because a lot of people don't even want to talk about it. But like, yeah, I saw that like uh, Fitz was on your season. Yeah. I have had him yeah. on the show before. Oh, cool. And like, but like to see, I'm like, am I looking at the right thing? Like, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah, Fitz is great. He's so talented, and uh, yeah, I I never got aired. Which at the time, I mean, at the time I was pretty devastated, and uh, because I was like, you know, I I was just seeing that show as an exposure, um, right? Of course. And I, for whatever reason, they didn't. Um, I mean, I, I have I have my own thoughts in it, but that's just you know, that's neither here nor there. All I can say is, at the time, I was I was devastated because I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me? Like, what the hell?" Uh, like, just me personally, I am I'm so grateful that I it was not the right thing for me. It was not the right decision. For, it, actually, it was the right decision not to air me. Um, I wouldn't be sitting with a record deal without it uh, if I had been aired. Um, so it it was you know again it all comes back to that thing where if it's not meant for you sometimes it just slips on by you you know and 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 it's I'm so I'm so grateful for the experience I'm so grateful for the people that I've met um, and I mean such talented people um, like some of the greatest singers I've ever been in a room with collectively like truly truly talented people. Um, but I just don't think I was right for that show. And I, I had a gut feeling going into that when they asked me to do it. I was like, I declined it twice. And I was like, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I'm the right thing for this. And then they heard that Katy Perry song. That's what they heard. That that never oh, really over. I yeah, see. I yeah. thought those were songs that you did on the show that didn't get aired. I, but like, so I I did. That was the, that was the case. But that was the song that I posted online that the the, the talent scout heard. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, played. So you for, weren't cattle call guy. Like, okay, I'm no, gonna wait no, outside this no, theater no, no, for no. No, I'll no. be honest. With you, I, they asked me twice, and I was like, no, no, it's just like 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 very grateful, very like thank you, but but uh, but not not my not my cup of tea. But it was a great experience. Um, but again, like we were saying, it was uh, it was definitely the right decision, um, and I'm so grateful that 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 didn't happen. You know? Right, right. Um, let's right. just that's, let's just say that. That's fascinating though, because like, um, they make yeah. I looked and I'm like, huh, maybe they just. You know, yeah. no, not even worth our conversation. They just, yeah, they just cut, they cut, <laughs> cut, cut, cut right cut around you. That's yeah, weird. cut around. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I want to talk to you about your new song and hear what you have coming up. So, uh, I bought yeah. Honda is the new one. We kind of addressed it in uh, the very beginning, like the video yeah. and everything else. So, yeah, I bought a about Honda. that song and yeah, what what you yeah. have coming up? Yeah, um, that song means a lot to me that's that's uh, uh a song that i wrote right here actually um so i'm looking at the same view as i wrote um and awesome. uh it's uh yeah it's 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 uh pretty it's, it's a song that it's pretty simple uh, but it's it's essentially uh it's not it's not a it's not a real life experience it, it, I, I, a lot of my songs i take from I try and see myself more as like a storyteller versus like personal experiences. A lot of some of the songs I write are, are real, but but a lot of them are just my imagination. I'm, it's more my exploration as a as a writer. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's essentially a guy who um, lost essentially the love of his life, and the last memory he had with her was in a, an old beat up Honda, 
Um, and this is however many years later, I mean, it could be 10, it could be 20. Um, and he randomly goes and buys a Honda in, in memory of her, just, just to do, cause that's the closest thing he'll ever have to having her back. Um, so yeah, it's, it's when, when you say it, whenever I say it live people, and if they don't know the song, they usually chuckle. They're like, they laugh. They're like, what is this song? And then usually by the end there, some of them are actually in tears and they're like, wait, that's like. Oddly yeah. heartbreaking. It so, is. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, he talks yeah. about like, you know, I hope that your your dad like approves of this guy, you know, basically yeah. saying like, you know, it, yeah. like, just all these things. I'm like, it's really, really well written. I and I did. That. And I just kind of when I saw about a Honda, I'm like, oh, OK, well, well you know, interesting. And then yeah. I love that you use an old Honda because I had like a 94 Honda when I got my license. Yeah. And then I'm like, is he going to like really make me feel like Super old when I see like this, uh, you know, two thousand two Honda. No, that was, a, that was a no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like an eighties Honda. Yeah, that was a like a nineteen eighty five Honda uh, that we were able to get our hands on, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was great. I mean, it was just I had a very clear vision in my head when I when I wrote the song. When I I had the whole, I had the music video essentially done as I was writing it. I was very it was a very visual uh storytelling song um so that yeah it's it's a song that uh is close to me and i always have you know it's it's, it's a yeah it's if if you appreciate like i i sort of see that song a little bit like not so much and it's a weird it's a weird thing it's it feels almost like a a small short film in uh-huh, a song sure. form it's, it's it's very it's a very descriptive song. It doesn't follow the traditional rules of a, like a sort of, I'm not, I don't want to say it's a commercially driven song, but for a song, it, it's, it has old school storytelling, I think, through it. That's, that was the, that was the aim, at least, to really try and paint the picture. Um, because, you know, a guy singing about a car is, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, but it's like, how do you make that interest? How do you make that listener? actually go like oh my goodness so that's heartbreaking you know talking about a piece of yeah. machinery but it's about a car but then it's not really about it's it's, it's, it's not about, really don't slow yeah it's a, it's a, the car is just a love. symbol of yeah basically of what what the person like you said you know the person that's the one piece that he can you know have yeah. that relationship because it's over yeah. and they've moved on they've moved on um and then and then after that i have a i have my first headline uh, show in Denver, Colorado on August 2nd, which is really, really exciting. Um, awesome. And so that's, uh, yeah, if you want to get any tickets to that, the link is in my bio. Um, and that should be really fun. I'm going to be playing a lot of unreleased songs, a lot of songs that you know. Uh, it's just going to kind of be like an evening with. And if you, if you, you know, you get to hear my whole discography, um, the good and the bad. Um, so yeah, it should be fun. I've never been to Denver before. I've never been to Colorado in, in general. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what that's, that's all about. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully a tour is in the horizon. That's, I know that's something that we're working out with, um, my agents. Um, and yeah, just, just a lot of, a lot of cool things, um, are, are definitely in the mix. Um, obviously, nothing is set in stone, um, but and then you know, just going to be making the album, um, which is I know everyone's been messaging me going like, "Are we ever going to get an album, or are you just going to keep <laughs> posting songs?" So for anyone who's which is a good people, thing, right? Instead of being like, you we know, don't want an album. anticipate, yeah, yeah, or kind of playing the game of I'm going to just put a single out every few months. Yeah, it's like people yeah. are excited to hear more than the next one song yeah well i'm a big I, some of my favorite artists and some of my favorite songs are they're not the singles it's always the album tracks that i like so there's Same a lot here. of <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's a lot of songs that i'm you know i'm like i don't know if this is a single but this is a great album track that i want to uh-huh. listen. i would want to listen to so uh yeah going to nashville uh, to to cut the record um and yeah hopefully that i don't know when that will be out but uh i'm hoping you know in the near future uh to keep it nice and specific um uh but yeah just all really excited i'm just really i'm just really grateful for everyone who's engaged and you know who's 
still buying into this thing you know and it's it's really it's really it keeps me very much in awe which is really you know it's really amazing um but yeah really exciting um i've got another uh i've, I've got a few more singles coming out um which will be announced soon the next one i'm working on uh i feel it's it's i think it's going to be cool it's a, it's a slightly it's a it's it's a polar opposite to 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 honda um it's very it's a much much darker song um oh, wow. so uh yeah it'll be, <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh how that lands so yeah i'm very excited about that very cool, man. Well, thank you, Elliot, for doing this. I have one more question. Yeah. It's interesting because my last question is if you have any advice for aspiring artists, but like you kind of just gave us an hour of advice. <laughs> but I don't know if you have one specific thing you want to <laughs> shout out some advice to aspiring artists. You know, I've said this before and I said it today, but I will just hit home again uh, because I, I'm trying to talk to myself even like two years ago. Uh, and I think people are getting this now but I think if there's anyone who was remotely like me waiting for that moment or that person to come in and change your life it can happen but that is one in a million chance and why give one person that much power you should be the one you should so I learned production I you know, you don't have to be Dave Cobb or Max Martin or whoever you would call it. And you don't have to be, you know, John Mayer at the guitar. You don't have to be Bob Dylan at lyrics. But if you can find something that you go like, this is what I'm good at, and at least get the idea out there and capture the essence. It doesn't have to be perfect. People don't care about perfect now. You know, people want something that's real and relatable. So if you can just capture the essence of that on, you don't have to have a, you know, a Neumann, you, you can have a hundred dollar, you can have a, you can have a, an SM58 and, you know, totally do the whole thing. You know, many legendary songs, you can have, you could get a whole $300 budget and make a whole record. I did it. If you, and just take control of those moments. And I do believe that that is the reason if you, if you create your own ecosystem, visitors will start coming in and going, can I have a little bit? Can I can I take a little bit? And then and then you're at the discretion to go like, yeah, I think I'd like to work with you. Or yeah, that would be cool. So, but it's like building your own world first and not relying on anyone too soon. You know? <laughs> <laughs>